the same desert, the same heat, the same scorching shimmer, and the same stretch of nothing going nowhere. You're in the Bookish Life podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is Sarah. This is Phil. And it is hot, hot, hot. It is hot. I told Phil that it feels like we're in the middle of this desert um, in the book that he's going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. So that's where the quote came from. I if only it were as dry of a heat as it is in the um, Arizona desert, we've got the heat. Anyway, people don't care. They don't. I don't know. Some people. Don't it's care. hot. <laughs> it's hot everywhere. But so are the books that they we're going to discuss. Yeah, we have so much to talk about. So many great things that mm-hmm. we read in June mm-hmm. to discuss with yep. you all this week. Yep. So um, anything off the top we need to, to, to touch on? I don't think so. There's not a lot of literature news that I'm aware of where we need to cover the uh, – the literary world zeitgeist. No, um, there is a new Ann Patchett book coming out in August, so mm-hmm. get ready for that. Okay. Um, along with David Joy that we've mm-hmm. already been talking about quite a bit. So August is really going to turn up the, the heat. Turn up the heat. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's any scandal. Unless, did we already talk about poor Mike McCarthy? Well, him being dead? Yeah. I don't remember, but he's dead. <laughs> yeah. We spent mm-hmm. a lot of time talking about his books. Yeah, so yeah. I think we did because I think I mentioned the the quote from his ex-wife that okay. he refused to work at uh, – or he refused to do like readings and talks about his books so mm-hmm. they ate beans because yeah. they didn't need money. So respect. So, but we're selling a lot of Blood Meridian right now. Are you? If you need a McCormick McCarthy book, that seems to be the go-to. It's, it's Listen, it's like jumping into the deep end of the pool with McCarthy, mm-hmm. I would say. So if you're if you're pretty literary, I think Blood Meridian's a great just go for it. Okay. If if this is outside of your usual kind of genre, then I would start with something from the Border trilogy, like All the Pretty Horses. Mm-hmm. Um, but and to get you into his or sure. or the road, the I road's done pretty. Blood Meridian, but I do I I have talked about the road a lot in yeah. the Crossing. Yeah, Blood Meridian's aggressive. I mean, it's yeah. it's an aggressive novel. It's a visceral novel. Um, I think, as I've mentioned before on the pod, what I admire about it is numerous people have tried to develop it into a film mm-hmm. and no one can, yeah. um, which to me gives you a sense of That's what the cool. novel's like. Sure. Um, it's, it, it is a bit, yeah. Anyway, so, but it is peak McCarthy. The way I was exposed to that book first was in an essay about it. By Michael Chabon, mm-hmm. the author of *The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay*, among other things, and he he had written about *Blood Meridian*, and that was when I was like, I should probably go ahead and read this, mm-hmm. because a lot of McCarthy's peers or people who were just younger than him, that was the book that they talked about, yeah. drawing them to him. Sure. So as much grief as I give him, and with the yeah. last pair of books, yeah. I uh, I appreciate his contribution to literary culture yeah i mean and you know he's a complicated figure i think that's kind of the the discussion point of our times Mm -hmm. is how complicated uh do we allow yeah um and and mccarthy seems to have made it under the wire of what we will allow (laughs) um as opposed to maybe some other other writers um but the i'll tell you the i mean the recently deceased martin amos Mm -hmm. uh was one of those standard like British literary lads, you know, known for drinking, known for, you know, working his way around a room with the ladies. Um, You know, it's just. I'm glad we're in a different time. Mm -hmm. I'm hopeful hopeful that things will will continue to progress and Mm -hmm. we get the perspectives of 
people like Pakoda mm-hmm. and um, and other authors mm-hmm. and voices and and um, mm-hmm. so we don't have to to just let any old person right tell us what's good and what's not yeah so you know anyway. So there. Okay, that's enough about Cormac McCarthy and, and dead authors. Let's talk about some living authors, Sarah. Let's do it. You go first. Okay, so I read a Sarah recommendation. Uh, I read Ivy Pakoda's Sing Her Down, um, which I thought was just absolutely spectacular. Uh, one of the best things I've read in a while. I read two really good books in June. I'll talk about the other one in a moment. But Sing Her Down is, is great. It is apocalyptic. Um, it's set in, in the COVID era in Los Angeles. Um, but it doesn't ever say COVID. Everybody just knows what's going on. Yeah. And then it mixes in also the George Floyd protests, mm-hmm. but again, never references that, mm-hmm. which I think is a great example of that axiom of show don't tell. Yeah. Like we didn't need a paragraph about COVID. Sure. We didn't need a paragraph about George Floyd. Everyone lived it. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't live it, a paragraph's not going to help you. Well, and the thing about, about, uh, Florida in the mm-hmm. book is mm-hmm. that she's living it, but they're not really sure what's going on. Right. Like they don't have mm-hmm. all the information. Right. Um, so that's mm-hmm. kind of a cool lens to look at. at yes. All through, you know? Yeah. So it orbits these three women, um, Florida, uh, AKA Florence, who has been released from prison with a woman named Dios. Um, they were released to, to help with overcrowding. Um, and then a police officer named Lobos. So I think Dakota had fun with her, her Spanish words there because the police officers, the wolf and the, the antagonist, uh, character is Dios God. Um, and so, uh, I thought she was enjoying that, uh, a little bit. Um, but it, it it is, it's great. I I think I'm trying to put it, I mean, what genre would you put it in? It's definitely literary. I called it a modern Western. Yeah. I think a modern Western is good. There's apocalyptic elements to it. Um, I think there's a lot of – I would lean on you to get to some of the feminist ideas that mm-hmm. Pakoda is exploring between Lobos and um, the Florida-Dios mm-hmm. dynamic because Dios wants Florida to be fully who she is. Mm-hmm. But Dios thinks that's – I mean that's bad. Right. Like it's it's not like – yeah. Be the true woman you are, Florida. Yeah, you're not. You're not the way you are because of some man. Because right. some man did this to you. Uh-huh. I think we're really looking at the the, the capacity for women to be violent mm-hmm. and to be yes. just as terrible as, as men. The men that we read yes. about. Um, and then we also kind of, I think, oh, what was I thinking? I just lost it. Um, but I, I went into this book you know, kind of reading the jacket thinking, Oh, it's like, they're going to, you expect them to be buddies and to yes. be best friends. They're going to go yeah. on this road trip and yeah. connect. Right. No, it's not what happened. No, it's not what happens. Um, and that's, that's okay. I think that's what mm-hmm. needed to mm-hmm. not happen. Right. So. It's much better with that dramatic tension. Yeah. Uh, there's a character named Easton who is Lobos's partner. Oh, and he's kind of the only, he kind of is the stand in for, I think just the traditional white male. Yeah. He's not a villain and he's not bad. Mm-hmm. And I think he and Lobos, their relationship has an arc to it. Sure. Um, yeah, but he's the guy that's like, um, they're too pretty to have done it. Never have done that right. Yet. Right. And Lobos is like, you think that's because they're pretty yeah. because they're women. Why do you think that? Like really pushes back on some of his stereotypes mm-hmm. early in the work. Um, so no, I, I thought it was great. I thought so. And I don't think that this is uh, original to like James Elroy, but he's a Los Angeles kind of crime writer as well mm-hmm. in similar ways to this, but his stuff set in the fifties and sixties, but some of the, 
um, ways in which he writes in this kind of punchy present tense, like, mm-hmm. like now, da, 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 da. now it's like a series of sentences all beginning with now or right in the present, uh, that is kind of driving in the momentum of the book. Yeah. Pakoda does the same thing, yeah. um, with the present tense, which I think creates when they, when the, when an author mixes in present tense like that, I feel like it creates a momentum, mm-hmm. um, and she does it really well. Yeah, and, definitely and, a pacing. Yes. Like you're going, you're learning everything at the same time that, yes. that they are. Yes. Like when uh, when Florida sees that headline, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. she was just about to be like, okay, I'm almost home. Dang. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's really good. And there's that really great scene. I, I love it where she's they they're out camping, kind mm-hmm. of. They meet those guys in the woods and they mm-hmm. fall asleep and they get in kind of a, a fight. Mm-hmm. And she wakes up and she's talking about her swollen knuckles mm-hmm. and her hips that hurt mm-hmm. and the sun coming through the trees. It's just such a cool scene. Yes. Like, she can really create that. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. And there's a lot of time spent on Skid Row. Mm-hmm. And uh, the dust jacket tells us that Pakoda taught writing there. Mm-hmm. And so it was obvious yeah. that she had spent down the way she time down there, the way she writes about um, the homeless camps, a couple of the interactions with the homeless yeah. people is language that, is very authentic, mm-hmm. I think, to spending time. I'm glad you said that. I, I sometimes I hesitate to recommend this to people mm-hmm. because the language is very authentic. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I think it can be offensive to some yes. who may not be open to that. But, yeah. But you felt like it wasn't. Uh, no, I think it was. I mean, I think the the two primary homeless. Was gratu- it wasn't gratuitous. Wasn't gratuitous. Yeah. They it, both both encounters with homeless people advance the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, one is just a man defending his, his camp mm-hmm. from Lobos, not sure. knowing she's a police officer. The other is a woman with some severe mental illness, but who also functions in a prophetic sense, mm-hmm. like a lot of mentally ill people do, I think in books. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so I thought both of those encounters though were, I mean, I've spent not a ton of time, but a fair amount of time around homeless folks. And, mm-hmm we have a thing at church. So I, I spent some time and, and both of those were reflective of conversations mm-hmm. that I had heard or overheard amongst the homeless. Um, and so I thought it was a good, yeah, I thought it was fair. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think that either of those encounters were things that turned the homeless person into a trope, mm-hmm. um, or used them in a way that would perpetuate, uh, negative stereotypes. Sure. Yeah. Kudos to Pakoda because mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of, places where she could have done that yes could have very easily because we see that a lot mm-hmm. i mean we do fall on stereotypes quite a bit yes. we're going to talk about that probably with some of my books but um mm-hmm. yeah i think she does she mm-hmm. she creates these characters that are kind of authentic and um not relatable but like you know kind of <laughs> yeah well i think you and i both read books where you get the first description of a character mm-hmm. and in the way they're described, you know that they are going to be boilerplate, right? Right. Like you've read this character a dozen times. Mm-hmm. The author has read this character mm-hmm. a dozen times and decided to use this character. And there's nothing particularly yeah, novel yeah. about the way they're using them. I, I, I could, it does not do that. Yeah. That's a great job. Yeah. So right. big thumbs we up for me. We could talk about this all day. Mm-hmm. But we also have a really great uh, wine recommendation for this book because we used it for our Simpsons stories uh-huh. last month. So if you're interested, shoot us a message. And, and you've I'll got paperback copies in the tr- in the store? No, this is an ARC. They're oh, okay. still out in hardcover. Okay. Yeah. Well, I would highly recommend it. Um, you want to do one? Yeah, yeah. So I'll – let me see. I'm not going to be as articulate as you. You did some 
thinking. Um, we'll talk about our, this is our book club book for, sorry, I'm squeaking. Our book club book for uh, the month of June, and we're going to talk about that tonight, but we are going to discuss Trust by Hernan Diaz. Mm -hmm. Have you read that? Nope. Um, so I picked this. It got a lot of buzz when it first came out almost a year ago, and it's out in paperback now. Um, but this became, it was the Pulitzer Prize winner this year, right alongside Barbara Kingsolver's Demon mm -hmm. Copperhead. Mm -hmm. um, so it's the first time in a really long time that they've had a tie. Mm -hmm. um, and I was kind of, I'm like, well, I love Demon Copperhead. Mm -hmm. It was a fascinating book. Of course, everything Barbara Kingsolver mm -hmm. writes, I'll read. Yep. Um, so I was like, well, how did this compare? You know, um, and I think it's really fascinating because whereas Kingsolver wrote Demon Copperhead, sort of based on the plot structure of David Copperfield, mm -hmm. which in itself I think was a really smart move mm -hmm. because she's talking about really heavy things like opioid addiction right. and um, foster, the foster care mm -hmm. system. Um, you know, and there were times I had to kind of stop reading it for a minute because it was so sad mm -hmm. and, and heavy. And um, But knowing that in the end, yeah. David Copperfield survives, yeah. so it's going to be okay, sort of keeps you going. So that was really smart, I think, for her. Um, but tr but Diaz's book um, also, I think, plays with structure. Mm -hmm. So it's essentially four different books mm -hmm. um, in one. Um, and he's kind of falling back on like the old, not really old Tommy, but kind of like a uh, the way that we talk about um, important people in our culture, right? Like mm -hmm. memoirs or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, so the first book is essentially a memoir mm -hmm. of this not really. No, it's a novel based off of a fake real guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So like he wrote this book about this New York City financier uh -huh. in the like right in the middle of the Great Depression, right? Twenties, thirties, whatever. And so and it was it was really good. Like you get sucked in immediately, you're in this like novel, and then once it's over, you get the real guy. And he's talking about, you know, all the things that the novel got wrong and sort of all that, you know, it's kind of like mm -hmm. in little chunks and little bits of, of how um, his life really was. And now there is a female character in the novel portion. And of course his real wife in the second portion, they're really fascinating. Yeah. And what I like that DS does is she kind of becomes the, the central character, mm -hmm. the thing that you really care mm -hmm. about the most. Um, the third part of the book is, um, Oh, I've forgotten her name, but he has hired a woman to write his memoir. Mm -hmm. And so, and she is an immigrant, um, I think an Italian immigrant. Her father is a communist. Um, her section is fascinating. And so she kind of gets hired. She sort of lies to her father about her job um, and kind of goes in and, and works through it. Just listens to him talk and sort mm -hmm. of, you know, writes chapters and things like that. Um, through that relationship, she uncovers the journals of the wife. Mm -hmm. And so the last portion feels like the most authentic mm -hmm. where we're getting like the wife's journals. Mm -hmm. um, as she and, and at the end of her life, she goes through like she's in a, not a I don't think it's a sanitarium, but she's definitely in a hospital mm -hmm. like in Europe. Mm -hmm. And that's where she dies. Um, and you kind of hear her story and sort of from her perspective, what their relationship mm -hmm. was like. But um, I just thought a lot of things like, why did he write this? Yeah. Like, why is this important now? Um, and just, I was blown away by how invested you would be in each separate mm -hmm. section um, and how it could stand alone, but what you read 
before that really sort of helps you understand it better. So I really thought it was a fascinating mm-hmm. read. Um, I'm excited to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, I think it's really interesting that these two structures, these two story structures mm-hmm. were what won the Pulitzer. Yes. Um, Very different. Yeah. So different. Like one sort of falling on this old way mm-hmm. of doing things. And while, but she's talking about a new event mm-hmm. and Diaz is like, experimenting with structure, but talking about sort of this mm-hmm. old thing in history. That How do you feel there. like the structure service to the novel? Because, I mean, I feel like if you're going to go with an unconventional mm-hmm. structure, it should service the overall, the overall work. Well, so yeah. how, how do you, do you feel like it made it better? Like if it had been conventional, how do you feel like this enhanced? Oh, I don't know how it could have been conventional. I don't mm-hmm. know how we could have gotten all those perspectives. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I don't know. I don't write novels either. Yeah. Sure, somebody yeah. could have figured that out. But yeah. um, I definitely like how, you know, we kind of get this basis of of the fiction, right, of mm-hmm. the story. And this author, who f- fictional author who wrote the story, um, ends up the main guy, the guy it's based off of. It's all fiction. I just want to make sure it's clear. But the guy that it's based off of ends up suing him, and he, like, can never really work again mm-hmm. because of, you know, the way that he um, – he feels like he's protecting his wife's Mm -hmm. character or whatever. Um, But I I think it's really a close look at, and I haven't thought about it this much yet because I'm waiting for book one, Mm -hmm. but I think that it's a really close look at how we consume. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And, and even the memoirs or the biographies or the, whatever you read, there's stuff behind the scenes Mm -hmm. that sort of filters through what we're Mm -hmm. reading, what Mm -hmm. we're understanding. Mm -hmm. And I think that's not only the case with the memoirs that we read, but everything mm-hmm. we consume, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that that's kind of the overall mm-hmm. kind of purpose of the structure is you get all these perspectives and you can see how, um, I mean, the truth for the the man, mm-hmm. the financier, um, that, that was his truth. The way he saw his wife was mm-hmm. interesting, mm-hmm. but it was the way he saw his right. wife. So then you got to see how she was viewing yes. him at the same time. Um and how that colors mm-hmm. both of their stories. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I've just never, I, I don't know if I've ever seen, you know, whenever you read books and it's like this chapter is this person's perspective yes. and this is this person. Yeah. Um, even that is, um, you know, compressed, right. right? You don't get the whole. It's not as sweeping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's pretty cool. Good um, book. Good book. I would, highly recommend. What? Which one would you have voted for if you were on the? I mean, I probably would have voted for Robert King Solver mm-hmm. um, just because I felt things mm-hmm. when I was yep. reading that. Like it yep. was very, mm-hmm. um, what's the word? I can't think of words this morning. Mm-hmm. When you feel things. Emotional? Mm, yeah, kind of. There's a better word for it. I'll mm-hmm. think of it later. <laughs> <laughs> like you're in it, you know? Yeah. Um, it, was, it was very good. And like, it's not very often that I have to set a book down for a couple of days because it's uh-huh. breaking my heart. Right. So yeah, there's that. Um, but I mean, I think I don't have the rubric either or the guidelines for the Pulitzer. So <laughs> right. I know, maybe, maybe trust. It's a vacuum. You're, yeah. you're, you know, you're voting. So that's mm-hmm. how you'd vote. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my, that's, that's my first book. Okay. Uh, my, my second one that I'm going to talk about is perfect golden circles by Ben Myers. It makes me so sad that you had a copy in the store mm-hmm. for how long? Like a good six months. Six year. months, and no one bought it because yeah, no it, it is. It is a gorgeous, 
Well, it took it you is, too long to read it. I know. It is an absolute masterpiece, I think. Uh, well, that's too strong. Um, but it's an excellent work. Uh, the, the plot of this book is about two friends who are making crop circles in England in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I can't see why it wouldn't. Right, so good. I know uh, it's too bad because it's of course not really what it's about. Yeah, I, I know. Um, you know, it, it's about um, male friendship. It's about the changes to the modern world, mm-hmm. which um, this may be a bit strong, but which you know pushes out the the mystical the experiential. Uh, so they have encounters while they're doing this, which I think, uh, effectively critique kind of attitudes and mores. Mm. Um, uh, then finally it's about climate change. Um, so I think the way looking at, at, at the changes in the world, friendship amongst men and climate change in the same book, uh, is, is pretty good. Um, so yeah, I, I highly recommend that book as well. It's obviously incredibly different than the Pachota. <laughs> um, and it depends on what you're into, but like, Sounds like it's kind of quiet. It's very quiet. Um, and as you get into, so the two men, one of them's kind of an aging hippie mm-hmm. and one of them is a man who fought in the Falklands war mm-hmm. and was wounded and has PTSD. Why would a girl like me care about these two men? <sighs> well, they're interesting humans. I mean, I think, uh, I think it helps you understand, I think, some of the, the challenges of the male relationship. Um, the, the crop circles function as the proxy for their, for their friendship. They aren't able, and it, it, several times in the book, uh, especially the hippie kind of brushes up against the experience of mm-hmm. the, the soldier. And, and there's, it's not an impermeable wall, but it's definitely a, he knows he'll say things like I went, you know, he mm-hmm. may have gone too far with that question. Yeah. It, it gets into the things that amongst men you can speak about and you can't speak about. Okay. And the crop circles, they do them for different reasons, but both of them do them as an act of art and as an act of resistance, uh, which I think is an interesting thing to explore. Sure, cool. y- you know, the crop circles, if, if you're younger, uh, those were a real thing. Mm-hmm people did wonder where they came from and did aliens make them and that sort of thing. And of course not it's just dudes. Um, but, uh, those people are present in the book, but only, um, in retelling. So each chapter starts with a, a news report mm-hmm. about the previous chapters crop circle. Okay. Um, so it kind of gives you some insight into what's happening around, uh, their work over the course of a summer. Cool. in the eighties. So yeah, I, I think it's great. Awesome. And that was the perfect circle. A perfect, circle. perfect golden circles in Myers. Ben Myers. Yeah. And that is out in paperback. It is. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I read, um, I, I actually listened to this on my way to, um, to Wisconsin earlier this month. And this is a book by Katie Williams called my murder. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about it a few times. This is a little bit science fiction, Mm -hmm. which is not my typical genre. Um, But in in William's book, we meet Lou, who is the fifth 
victim of a serial killing. And this sort of shady government has brought all five of the victims back to life. Mm -hmm. So they are cloned and they're sort of thrown back into their regular lives before their death. Um, and it's kind of an interest. I was like, okay, how are we going to do that? Um, but the thing with Lou is when she gets back, she, um, is very happy. Her husband mm -hmm. is wonderful and she's got a nine month old baby. Um, but she keeps going back to this bag in the closet because she was about to leave it all before she mm -hmm. was murdered. Um, and so we kind of uncover uh, Lou's murder and how it was mm -hmm. different than the others. Um, there's this really, in, they, they have a group where all the, the victims would kind of come together and talk to um, a person from the government about how they're doing to kind of make sure they're all adjusting well. Mm -hmm. But one of the members of this group works with a video game company and makes this video game called um, Edward Early, who was the, the killer. Mm -hmm. um, and so you get to be that victim in the video mm -hmm. game and you get to try to kill Edward Early. Mm -hmm. And it becomes this really kind of visceral mm -hmm. thing I was looking mm -hmm. for, um, feeling for everyone involved, um, but also kind of therapeutic when you finally get to mm -hmm. kill him kind of a thing. So there's, there's some commentary on that. Um, and then Edward Early, who is in prison, is is given this like drug to create empathy as a form of torture. Oh, <laughs> and so he's like so sorry he did these things. Um, anyway, it is a kind of a wild ride, and I think Williams touches on a lot of a lot of things. Um, and at the heart of it is kind of what it means to be alone. Mm -hmm. um, sort of loneliness. There's, you know, one of the Lou's job is to like touch people. Mm -hmm. So like people have that, that disconnect mm -hmm. already at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's kind of the recent future because a lot of times you'll be like, everything's kind of the same. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh, oh yeah, we're not in our world. Yeah, right. Um, so the, the, the science fiction is very subtle until it's not. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, it was, it was a wild ride. I really, really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. So, okay. My murder. So four winners for us. I mean, it was a good month. It was a good month. It was a, a sloggy month for some reason. It mm -hmm. took me a long time to get going, but once I did, it was good. Mm -hmm. um, I have a couple more. Do you have any more? No, I'm finished. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'll just, I'll touch on these other two because I think we'll discuss probably all the singers bleed a lot with our next, mm -hmm. um, in our next podcast, but mm -hmm. all the singers bleed is S a Cosby. This is um, quintessential Southern gothic mm -hmm, noir mm -hmm. um but what i really really i mean the writing is unbelievable he, he does such a good job um but our main character is titus crown and he is the first black sheriff in this small mm -hmm. virginia town mm -hmm. um the thing that stood out to me that was important um that at first i was kind of irritated by but i was like there's no other way to tell this story unless titus is crystal clean mm -hmm. right he's got to be above yeah, yeah. above the the law, mm -hmm. <laughs> not above the law, yeah. but above board and every single thing he does. His uniform is immaculate. His everything is perfect. And um, on top of that, he was a former FBI mm -hmm. agent. Um, so we do get a little bit of that backstory, um, but he just know like he's very good at his job. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, there it's, it gets pretty dark. Um, what happens in this town? Um, there is a school shooting mm -hmm. from, and everyone knows each other, right? So it's one of his friends that he went to school with. It's his son. He's been kind of mentally unstable for years and years, goes into the school and kills a teacher, walks out, um, is killed by one of his white cops. Um, 
And so that sort of starts this internal investigation. Of course, that was really fascinating to me to see how as a, a black man, Cosby wrote this black cop and how he, how he navigated that mm-hmm. situation. Um, and then, um, as the, the victim, I forgot his name, but the, as the, the killer, the shooter in the store, uh, in the school came out, um, he said something about the teacher, which led this other investigation. They found all of this terrible, like childhood pornography oh, and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it got, it got pretty heavy, pretty dark. Um, but it, it was one of those things that this whole town was up in arms. I mean, you see a whole lot of, because his father, um, goes to church and like does the community garden at this church. So we get a lot of, we talked a little bit about the commentary in Craner's book last time. Um, and I think Cosby clearly has a foot in the church. Like he's mm-hmm. been a lot of time there. He understands how it works. He, um, um, has something to say about the role of the church mm-hmm. in the justice system, you, yeah. know, you know? Um, and so there, there was a lot of time spent there. Um, and I think there was something else I was going to say, but yeah, it was fast. It was great. It was a great book. I loved it. And again, I think we'll talk more about okay. it yep. um, as we sort of uncover what it means mm-hmm. to be grit lit or Southern, yes. Southern Gothic lit. Um, where are we? 30 minutes. All right. My last book is nonfiction. I'll talk about it very quickly. This is going to be, um, another stems and stories, but for our July. Mm-hmm. And in July, we're focusing on science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Mm-hmm. So this is, um, a book called heartbreak. And it is the story of a woman whose husband, after nearly 30 years of marriage, decided he was going to go find his soulmate and it wasn't her. <laughs> um, but she's a scientist. And so she spent, you know, a good year kind of interviewing folks and looking at, at evidence for these things that was happening in her body. You know, she lost a bunch of weight. Um, she, you know, was sad, depressed, all this kind of stuff, but she would talk to all these people and all these scientists to sort of see, um, if there is science behind heartbreak. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the, the ultimate overall thesis is, um, there's a lot of research about love and what makes us love. Um, but there's not a whole lot out there about what happens when that ends. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything that she finds kind of goes like our, the, the part of our brain that, that, um, understands pain, mm-hmm. like physical, like a burn, um, is the same thing that happens with, with heartbreak, the mm-hmm. same part. Um, so there's a lot of really cool like studies that she, you know, talks to the scientists about. Um, she does this other sort of thing where she's, she meets people and sort of tries the casual thing and um, that doesn't work out because she's going to go through heartbreak again. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just, it's kind of this vicious cycle um, with really fascinating science behind it. Um, so that's heartbreak by Florence Williams. I'm sure I'll talk more about that in the store um, and online once I finish my Simpsons stories. So we'll <laughs> when is, when is the July Simpsons stories? It's not until the 29th. Okay. Yeah. So you'll need a bitter wine for that one. Well, yeah, we'll see. It's up to Mark. Okay. I don't, I don't pick the wine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really good. Um, and a lot of it too, she was it's kind of a biologist, I think. Mm-hmm. So she, she does like to spend a lot of time out in nature as well. Um, and so there was one chapter that I thought was particularly interesting where she talks about the Kansas, um, the Joplin tornado, mm-hmm. um, and how, um, sort of nature is one of the things that, that gets us out of, mm-hmm our funk 
and going back to nature yeah. and start, sort of during their tornado, there was so much grief, so many, so much loss and people kept seeing these butterflies. Mm -hmm. And so there was one member of the, I think he was on like the, like the city mm -hmm. commission or, or planning board or something like that. And he created this butterfly garden. Um, but he was spending so much time trying to like help his community recover that his own marriage kind of fell oh, apart. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it was, it was really kind of an interesting read and it's a good mix. If you're not like a sciencey person mm -hmm. or an academic, it's her story is interesting mm -hmm. enough. Um, and they kind of pepper in mm -hmm. the science. So it was really good. Okay. Thumbs up for that one. Yeah. Too, I mean, thumbs up for everything. I'm, I'm yeah. going to talk about something I don't like probably. Yeah, I will. Okay. <laughs> But I, I, I usually, I won't read it. <laughs> I usually quit before I, if I don't like it, I usually do yeah. not finish. Good, you don't need to finish. That's you don't like uh, it. that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for that's that was a good June. That was pretty good. We were on a run, Sarah. Yeah, we did great. Mm -hmm. So remember, you can always bundle our podcast books. We'll have more information on the Instagrams yep. if you're interested in you that's know right. buying a few of these. You get a little discount. Um, come it, in and see us at the store. We'll and if you there. have. Uh, comments you can email us oh you can yeah we have an email it's the bookish life podcast at bookishfs.com mm -hmm. all of that is in the show notes mm -hmm. as well yeah so shoot us an email we'd love to hear what you thought yeah. and uh speak further about any of the books we've talked about today if you are if you need a little nudge to get over the line of picking one of them up we'd be be glad to push you sure and <laughs> so we're going to talk about david joy next week is that correct uh i think that's right yes okay yeah his book doesn't come out until august but it'll almost be august by the time the that one podcast yeah. drops mm -hmm. Um, so we're going to talk about those we thought we knew. Mm -hmm. um, I'm getting very excited about this book. Um, and you have read it. I have I not. read it a long time ago. I might need to revisit a little mm -hmm. bit, but we'll just count on you. You're very articulate and mm -hmm. thoughtful. And well, so then you're only so. going to get the fill take, so that's not good. We'll well, have no, to... it'll refresh my memory okay. when you're talking is what I'm saying. All right. Okay, good. I can't wait. Have you read it yet? No. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. It'll be nice and fresh. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be our second book in our um, our little book club series that we mm -hmm. do at the end of the month. So okay, um, yeah, we'll see you then. Great, bye yeah. everybody.